Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another frightening Halloween edition of The Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. I am your host, Stefan Gerhardt, joined as always by the demonic-looking Josh Rutledge. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I wore a hat to cover my horns. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to offend anybody. So I, I, I noticed that this time. That was pretty, at least they grew in. Yeah, well, I... They actually like pop up and down or like rabbit ears <laughs> in that way. So, yeah, that's right. And uh, for those of you tuning into our YouTube channel, you know that uh, if you're not tuning into YouTube, you can see this on YouTube. You can see all of our fresh faces as well as our guests, our good friend, author and demonologist M.R. Gorga. Back to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And just a reminder, you guys can go to youtube.com slash Fearscape Media and uh, check out this episode uh, and see see things instead of simply hearing right. things. Look for <laughs> activities that may be happening in the background. Who knows? You know, stuff moves. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, MR, we had you on once before. We loved having you. We wanted to have you back. We love the book Demons Among Us. How, uh, awesome. just, how have you been since the last time we spoke with you? I've been great. I mean, uh, the book has really uh, taken off. Uh, it's went to number one uh, bestseller on Amazon, and nice. uh, and yeah, and, and just been doing you know shows and shows and shows, and yeah. uh, you know, so I've been pretty uh, pretty busy ever since. Yeah, get the word out there about the demons. That's right. That's what I'm trying to do. Yes. <laughs> and um, who would think you'd be the best marketing guy for them? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, you know, when we had you on last time, you know, we talked a lot about the stories that are in the book, um, your favorite kind of uh, accounts that you're captured in the book. And I don't really want to get into uh, we we could, of course, you know, pull from stuff in the book. But what I really want to talk about tonight um, is the actual demon part of the book. Right. So when we talk about demons, uh, what what do you classify a demon as? Well, I classify a demon as a fallen angel. So this is a, a highly intellectual, a highly manipulative, superiorly malevolent um, fallen angel. So the, these are supernatural angels. Um, they have been um, they've been kicked out of heaven, or they have been expelled out of heaven. Uh, and the earth and the cosmos uh, is their home. They're not in hell. Uh, they are here and they operate and function in the world around us. Right, so yeah, is- that, that idea of hell, the lake of fire, that's supposed to happen after the fact, <laughs> not before. That's correct. That's right. correct, yeah. And there's a big uh, mis- 
conception at the, you know, the devil's in hell and he's ruling with a pitchfork and, you know, right. pits of fire. Um, that couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, he's not going to be reigning anything. Um, that hell was created for rebellious spirits, um, both uh, human and unhuman. And, um, and so that uh, hell was actually going to be a jail sentence um, for these supernatural beings and rebellious spirits. Uh, and that's going to take place uh, probably next week. No, I don't know when it's going to take place, but it's like... <laughs> you mean you're not one of those guys that knows the date and the hour of the no, apocalypse? I <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know the date and the hour. Um, but it is written, and it will happen. So it will come to pass, and um, uh, and that you know. So basically, it's a it's a it's a it's a jail sentence, and you know, jail's not fun. It's not going to be fun for uh, for the for the fallen angels as well. Now, I mean, obviously, that being um, that, that kind of stance or, or depiction of a demon is very uh, Christian centric, and you know, Stefan and I grew up uh, in the Christian faith, but there are also uh, different accounts for negative entities mm-hmm. that could be classified as demons, and those those negative entities they exist outside of the Christian faith as well. So, I, I think that a lot of people look at. Uh, demonology as being strictly a Christian uh, practice or Christian following, but but I think there's an opportunity there for really to lump in a lot of other um, things that just want to prey on and lower your frequency and just really make your life miserable as potentially being demonic uh, in nature as well. Well, I mean, okay, so you, you yes, yeah, the many level question. Okay, so uh Yes, it's it's uh, it's predominantly a, a Christian theme, or uh, a also uh, a Hebrew theme. You know, right. because there was you right. know, the demonic things happening in the you know Old Testament or Old Covenant uh, in ancient Israel, um, and there are other religions, and each religion has their own version um, of a demon. Now it's you know okay, so let me just put this out there demons are not christian right <laughs> demons are not uh hindu demons are not um you know any other demons exist outside religion right god is not a religion right god is a spirit right okay so they didn't you know they didn't say oh well we're going to become <laughs> we're going to become christian demons or we're going to be you know this but they you know they don't have religion and the reason why they um they go after uh real followers of jesus christ is uh is because they pose um a threat to their uh their kingdom and their causes um and so uh so uh, real uh followers of christ were really you know full play you know working this thing out with the lord or really kind of following jesus uh, you know, not just mentally, but actually wholeheartedly. Um, you know, these these people have a target on their backs. Um, now, when we get into like negative energies and things of that nature, um, I, I never look at it as negative energy. I always look at these things. You know, you see these things on you know ghost hunters, and there was like, oh, this was a negative. This was a negative thing and a negative spirit or a dark energy. Well. I it is my belief that these negative forces and um, dark dark entities and things of that nature these are also uh, demonic. Um, I believe it is my belief that ghosts are basically demons in masquerade. Mm, interesting, yeah. And you think about that too. You think of um, they're not just Christian things. They that's just what Christians called them. Whereas we have things like the jinn, we have some of the mm-hmm. ancient gods of the Middle East. I immediately think of Beelzebub and Baal and, and things yeah. like that, um, right. that had these opportunities to show themselves as other things, which, right. you know, they're tricksters. That's <laughs> right. Well, they're, they're more than that. I mean, yeah, they do. They, they, do, they are, but I, you know, it's not like, you know, they're just sitting around like waiting to like trip you as you walk by kind of trips. Right. <laughs> they're they're highly manipulative. They're highly um, skilled in um, uh, manipulating and uh, arguing, able to draw you over to their, their cause through an argument. 
Uh, they're they're high, they're very 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 smart. Uh, very cunning is the word, I guess, uh, and highly highly deceptive. Um, they are able to think more superiorly than you and I, um, and so you know everyone likes to think that they would they're 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 not uh, they wouldn't be deceived or you know be able to be manipulated, but that could be further from the truth because every one of us are. Yeah, I guess my big question is 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 why would they be allowed to wreak havoc after they fell? Uh, well, they want nothing good for you. First of all, the, you know, the, according to the Bible, uh, the devil comes to steal, to kill and destroy. Uh, that's his mission is to steal, uh, steal, uh, steal joy, steal faith, steal your life, you know, kill and destroy uh, faith, ultimately kill, kill you, kill an individual. Right. Um, why would they be allowed to do it is mm-hmm. a, a whole other question. And why, but why they do it uh, is because they have a um, basically an eternal jealousy uh, for mankind. Uh, they lost their home. They lost their presence in the presence of God. They lost this eternal sensation of euphoria. They lost their roles. They lost their functions. They lost their home. Uh, all in this rebellion uh, that they decided to <laughs> try to overtake the throne of God. Right. Um, yeah. See, I'd be mad at Lucifer for being the one that like set it up. Be like, well, that's yeah, exactly. Well, that's why. <laughs> okay. So that that brings me to the point, like how highly influential and manipulative he really was. Right. Now it says he drew a third of the angels mm-hmm. to his cause. Right. Now think about like I don't know how many billions of angels there are. <laughs> right. But. <laughs> But one third is a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they were probably all the ones that have like thirteen eyes and eighteen wings and <laughs> four beaks. Like, well, like all the pretty ones, they stayed in heaven. But, you know. All the pretty ones well, stayed in heaven. Well, Lucifer was—he was the most beautiful creation God ever created. Um, uh, one, next to um, Josh. Next to Josh, <laughs> Lucifer was the oh, most beautiful. Angels were the target of my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm now the fairest of them all. Yeah. I mean, but this is a good show to talk about this on uh, because it's you know Halloween and, and the season of high spooks and high strangeness, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, to dispel a, a, a common myth, you know, Hollywood would love us to believe that uh, uh, demons are these hairy, grotesque monsters with horns and gravelly, growly voices. Mm-hmm. Um, but in fact, the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible says that uh, Satan or Lucifer was the the most beautiful creation God or creature or angel uh, God had ever created. Uh, he had the highest ranking order. In fact, the 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 angels still um, recognize his authority, and they won't speak against his authority. That's how much authority he had, right? right? And he had, he was the covering cherub, it, it, it says, and that means not. You know, when I say cherub, I don't mean a baby with wings. Right. I mean the most powerful, right. <laughs> the most, one of the most powerful angelic beings in all of heaven. He was the guardian of God's throne, right? And so he was able to walk in the midst of God, in in the presence of God, where, you know, the presence of God is like electricity. You know, it uh, most would be incinerated if they even like looked upon God. Oh, I've seen Raiders right? of the Lost Ark. I know. Right. Okay. So in, in <laughs> essence, so that times a million, right? And right. so, um, and so, uh, uh, and so the Bible talks about uh, his, his physical appearance and it says that his body or his form uh, was, um, was, was created of diamond, barrel, ruby, sapphire, onyx, gold, um, you know, all these shimmering jewels. I don't know what in what fashion that looked like, but he was this shimmering, glorious thing just emitting light with every movement, mm-hmm. right? And not only that, it talks about, you know, pipes and timbrels were within his form, meaning these were musical, um, musical instruments. And so when he moved, he was this shining, brilliant, dazzling light display emitting music in fact it's thought that he was the music minister or the basically the choir leader of all of heaven right right so all of heaven sang the devil's songs <laughs> and 
And so when you think about it, so it's like it not only did he uh, play, did he orchestrate and play music, he was music. And so when he moved, it was glittering. There was orchestrations coming out of his form. Um, and um, and so when when these other angels were, you know, in his presence or whatever, it was uh, uh, he was called a light bearer because he was just emitting these shards of light wherever he moved. And so, and then when we talk about, you know, what he looked like, this thing was this thing was a, a dazzling spectacle. In fact, he was heaven's rock star. Mm-hmm. Well, and his- so this is a far cry from what they would have us believe what a demon looks like. Well, and we did, so two things, so first of all, you know, I think that the song that he probably played a lot was Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. <laughs> I think it was Master of Puppets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then we did an episode, uh, wow, almost three years ago, one of our earlier episodes when I was joining the pod, uh, talking about uh, a lot of the, it was dubbed Monsters of the Bible, but it's a lot of the creatures that are found mentioned throughout the Bible. We, we actually Absolutely. did a, a big section talking about all the different types of angels that are mentioned in the Bible that, yes. like you say, they're not... You know, demons are often depicted as being a certain way, but angels are also depicted usually as being, you know, winged uh, uh, people. Yeah. But there are a bunch of different types of angels, uh, and so it would make sense that depending on the type or the the way you were in angelic form, that's the way you would be in demon form, because you would yes. just be basically now instead of serving the good of others, now you're going to right. Seek out the, I mean, are you going to be easy, e- easier manipulated by uh, a beautiful something or other, or by a scary monster creature? Like <laughs> exactly. m- most of where we get evil demons just comes from bad marketing from the ancient church when they were trying to you know get over. Uh, the Celts and the things like that—they took their gods and turned them into demons. Pan is another, you know. Pan yeah. is they, Pan is a big one, or um, Sernunos, or things like that. The horned god that they said, "Oh, these get these people are not giving up their gods. Let's let's make them demons." They would either make them demons or make the, or make them saints, one or right. the other. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's and where think, we get that idea of the of the the animalistic demons. Yeah, and I think that the art needed a way to kind of portray evil. I think yep. that, you know, and that's why you see like halos over holy people. You know, you have to, you know, symbolize something, yep. you know, to differentiate, okay, this is an evil creature. And you can't do that with a very beautiful thing. Right. Like, we went right? from beautiful wings to bat wings. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, one other thing is that they, you know, they lost their home, they didn't lose their. Um, their authority they did not lose their powers they did not lose their um, their cunning uh, they did not lose their form uh, they are the still the same angel they were except they've been expelled right and that's you know and now they now they want you to uh, you the individual people human whatever to do uh, bad things um, so that you can join them one day yes exactly uh, yeah and, and you know and they um, the, the, the dark, uh, realm or the, you know, the, uh, demonic realm, uh, needs people to work through. So it's not like, um, it's not like they're just doing it all themselves. They, they actually work through the influence, influence, their influences, uh, or their principles work through people. And so, and that's how they get the cause. And, and many people don't, um, no, don't know this because it's you know it's unknowing or unwillingly um, living under the principles of of Satan, um, and you don't have to worship a statue of Baphomet or you know light candles in a pentagram or whatever or go to the satanic church to worship Satan. Um, all you need to do is be out of the governments or the principles of God to be under the governments or principles of Satan. Um. <clears throat> So, you know, we, we've talked a little bit, you know, I think about 20 minutes here talking about kind of what a demon is yeah. and what it is not. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to go back to a little bit of something Stefan asked, and I don't know if you have any insight here, but, um, you know, kind of along those lines, I guess, uh, why are they allowed to, do you know, I mean, you may not know, but why are they allowed to reign 
down on people and do what they will uh, upon humanity. Okay, uh, this is uh, an elaborate answer. Well, well, the short answer is is because they're they uh, are trying to get back at God through His creation, right? So there is that. So in order to hurt the heart of God, He does it through um, through perverting the creation and destroying, perverting, twisting, um, you know, basically mutilating or mangling. Uh, the creation that God has created. Uh, now, why are they allowed to do this is the elaborate part. And that is basically, um, it comes down to the matter of choice. God had given uh, both mankind and angels the um, the freedom of choice, right? Um, so the, the freedom to love, the freedom to hate. Um, and you say, uh, your wife or if you're married or have a girlfriend or whoever, you don't want her to be forced to love you, do you? No. No, you want her to be able to love you at her own choice, at her own, um, you know, and, and at her own, in her own way, right? Um, and it's the same thing with God. He created mankind and angels to love and to be loved back. Um, but if he, if he didn't create that freedom of choice, that would mean that they're robots just right. mindlessly loving. And so we, um, both uh, angels and humans, have this uh, freedom of choice to do evil or to do good. Um, and God does not impede on that choice, even mm. if it's heinous. Interesting. Never heard it put like that before. And, and, and that always makes me uh, think about possession, right? How, do, how yeah. do you feel about possession? You feel like that that's a legit circumstance yeah absolutely it's the extreme though it's like um you know uh, when you talk about demonic possession what that is is the invasion of one of these demon spirits or fallen angels into the body um into of a human being uh, or of an individual so that's that's possession but before it gets to that point um, you know, possession's the extreme but before it gets to that point it, there's a there's a numerous stages you get to before you're, you know, full on possessed. Mm -hmm. um, and that that usually it's the form of, of allowing them in your life somehow. Um, and that can be uh, through occultic practices, um, whether that's, you know, uh, palm reading or, you know, spiritists or, you know, fortune tellers and uh, Ouija boards and uh, tarot cards and all these other things, they act as these doorways for these entities to, to enter your life. And also um, through various uh, sins. Uh, so is the, we have prolonged use of a certain sin. Um, and I like to use the example of, uh, of Judas in the Bible. Um, and we know who Judas is. Judas mm -hmm. is the, the, the one of the disciples, one of the 12 um, that ended up betraying Jesus for uh, 30 pieces of silver, which would have been the equivalent of $300 in today's money. Um, and so he ended up betraying Jesus for money. And so now he, um, but he didn't start out that way. And so Judas was the, um, was the treasurer or he held the money box mm -hmm. for the ministry of Jesus when they travel around, he was keeping money. Now Judas had, had an issue of greed, right? And so every so often he would take from the money bag. <laughs> and so he was operating or function under this spirit of greed. And then, and then finally three years later, after, you know, prolonged, um, prolonged, use of or you know operation in this sin uh, you know un under the influence of the spirit of greed and so three years later they're finally at the last supper and they're in jerusalem and they're sitting at the table and jesus knows he's going to be betrayed and he's going to be crucified for the sins of mankind and for mine and for your sins mm -hmm. so he says um you know and i tell you this night one of you will betray me and they all say Oh, master or Lord, is it I? Is it I? And and basically, he he says, one who dips the 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 
the bread into the bowl uh, with me will be my portrayer. And that was Jesus. I mean, it was Judas. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus that got was, himself. That was, <laughs> that was Judas. So he names Judas as his betrayer. And then he says to him, says, um, what you do, do quickly. Yeah, do what you got to do. And then the Bible says, then Satan entered him. Mm. So we see that under, it was under, I use this example because it's this prolonged operation of greed where Satan finally took the opportunity to invade his life at that moment. And mm. he, I believe, was working under it. Now, it wasn't possession of like, ah, but it was, right. it was still the devil moving into his form to make him betray the son of God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this miracle supernatural miracle worker and no, I, you know and I, so uh i use that example as like and there's many other avenues that uh you know aside from occultic practices where these entities can enter our lives and then um they'll harass oppress and the final thing is possess yeah because as i say you you hear stories of even the most pious person uh sometimes gets attacked through possession as well and that seems like the the exact opposite of that, which is more of uh, an offense, you know, like to mm-hmm. go. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that is a big spit in the face of God. <laughs> I'd say the least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's why he does it. I mean, he does it because um, you know God doesn't stop it because of the freedom of choice and free will, um, and you know, and he does it to you know get back and to stab at the heart of God. And, you know, because he's trying to get back at him through yeah, the creation. I found it interesting. Uh, and I wonder if, if it has played a role over the times. But, you know, the Judas betrayed for silver, right? 30 pieces of silver. That's right. Yeah. And silver uh, is also detrimental to vampires and werewolves and a lot of other things that go bump in the night. And I wonder if there was a little bit of, um, uh, you know, a, a play or, or, Oh, there is approach there. There is. Yeah. In a lot of lore, it it all stems from the 30 pieces of silver. There's actually some old stories that use that the only things that can hurt vampires and werewolves are actual things made from those 30 pieces of silver. Oh, that's interesting. I've never actually heard that. But uh, huh. Pretty interesting. Yep. It it, it definitely stems from that. Um, So I had a question about um, Nephilim. I want to talk about yeah. Nephilim. I love I love talking about Nephilim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I assume the Nephilim were created by these fallen angels. And there's a lot of theory that's out there that some of the monsters and things that exist, some of the cryptids that are out there and things like that are these Nephilim and they are spawned from these demons. Do you have any thoughts or anything on, on Nephilim and, and kind of comparing them to cryptids of today? Uh, or just ev- like, especially some of those Native American creatures like the Wendigo and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's uh, the Bible does talk about uh, Nephilim. They were actual uh, beings. In fact, it was the reason why uh, that God had to send a flood to destroy the evil from the from the land is because these beings were so evil. That's all they they did is they they just spread evil. They were evil, and you know, and they were. They were giants. Okay, so what Nephilim are, uh, the Bible says, is that the 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 sons of God came into the daughters of men, Mm -hmm. right? Meaning that these angelic beings had sex with these, with the with the women, and they had spawned uh, the race of the Nephilim, which were giants, and it was these giants were called uh, the men of renown. So they were able to do these like great exploits, and they were you know, and uh, expert warriors and, you know, and, and things of that nature. In fact, Goliath was a giant. When you talk about the story of David and Goliath, mm-hmm. Goliath was a giant as well. Six fingers, six toes. Um, and so they were at war with a race of giants. Um, that's what that David and Goliath story was, is, you know, they were that Israel was at war with a race of giants, which were these Nephilim um, it, it, after after the flood of you know because they mm-hmm. their spirit so they just do it over again right so um and, and so but yeah so these things are um uh, a half half breed of uh fallen angel and uh mankind right 
um, and they, like I said, they spread uh, evil to the point where God said, you know, enough, and He destroyed the world with a with a worldwide flood to uh, eradicate this in, this this evil on the land, and um, and so and that's how they wiped out. Now, you know, of course they. It, it doesn't totally like kill them off because it's spirit. They're in, they're in bodily form. Mm-hmm. Right. And so these spirits can do this again. Yeah. That's what right? I was going to say. I mean, is that right. still something that happens? I mean, are they still out there creating Nephilim? Like, yeah, just... I, I, yeah, I think so. But I think it's, you know, um, I think it's done in different forms. Now. I think that they try to pervert DNA. I think that they try mm. to, you know, in, in things of that nature. Now, are they capable of coming down and having sex with women again? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 100%. I've, I haven't seen a giant myself. <laughs> but <laughs> Just uh, Andre. <laughs> just Andre, yeah. And But they were bigger than that, though. Yeah. That, that's the thing. They were bigger than it talks about, like, from, like, 9 to 13 feet. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these some of these beings were uh, these you know these i guess we'll call them people or these nephilim yeah <laughs> right sounds like um, sasquatch to me right <laughs> yeah and now my now talking about the connection to like cryptids and everything i don't think that they're nephilim at all um i think that um these beings and the bible talks about even the devil himself can transform himself into an angel of light Meaning that the most um, malevolent being can transform herself into the most ultimate looking good. He can appear as the Virgin Mary. He can appear as hell. He can appear as Jesus. If I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's how highly deceptive uh, he is. Right. Boy. And so tells you that's how the Crusades and, probably started, right? <laughs> maybe, yeah. But and so you know, since he has, and these creatures and these beings have this kind of power, uh, it's no stretch of the imagination that they can transform themselves into these, you know, into these beings, into the Wendigo, into the to the the Tommy Knockers, into the, yeah, the you know, gangers, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, or aliens or any form they want. Um, they have the power to do it. And yeah. so and that's what I think these things are. It's interesting you bring up aliens because, you know, when you were describing Lucifer, it sounded like uh, a spaceship, right? I mean, it sounded like close encounters of a third kind, um, as well as Ezekiel's image of, of yeah. the angel as well. You know, like these, yeah. uh, it, it's interesting. It makes you wonder that how much of what we've seen is, and, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that believe UFOs and aliens are indeed demons. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people out there and, and, and it, you know, they do, they're doing the same exact thing that the, that the devil did from the beginning. He was promising, uh, knowledge. And then when you turn and you, these people say that they were abducted or they're, you know, or people, they, or they come to people that the first thing they talk about is offering knowledge and or to obtain knowledge or to you know or they're going to give them some knowledge if they do this specific right. thing and it's usually something very heinous um <laughs> and so um you know I, and so they that's what they always do they always they always um uh, offer some form of of knowledge and that's what they did back in the garden of eden you will you will um uh, you will know good and evil and you will be like God, um, knowing good and evil, mm-hmm. you know? So basically it was, it was, it was, a, it was knowledge. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So the devil a and aliens or AKA aliens, they're always offering. It's the same. It's the same MO. Yeah. And then, you know, then there's the theory of Lilith, of course, as well. You know, the the ancient um, myth of Adam's first wife. And then there are people that believe she's the queen of the vampires, of course. <laughs> well, you gotta you got to really read between the lines for that one. I, yeah. The Bible makes no mention of that. And no, I think that's a very, those, very far stretch. It's in the book of Adam and Eve, one of the apocryphal. Oh, the ones that didn't make the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so are there, I wanted to real quick ask, are there, have you had any encounters, uh, either since writing the book 
um and putting it out there or or were there things that you know didn't make the cut you couldn't get them into the book but you know is there a a version or you know an episode two or version two of the book coming or anything like that from a you know experience perspective man you're a masochist you want me to go through demonic attacks to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry it's not it's halloween time man it's what the, it's what the people no, I want get, i get that uh, i get that question a lot is there going to be a demons among us too and i'm like man i hope not demons still <laughs> among us yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like oh god you know that just means to have to go through like all these yeah. more morbid you know attacks and strange encounters and everything <laughs> yeah but uh to answer the question yeah i you know uh things still happen of course and um one of the things was and this was a really freaky one um and just to just just to backtrack for a second yeah the the main um the main episodes or the scariest things that had happened to me uh made the book Uh, and there's like countless minor attacks where it's just Mm -hmm. you know you know, wakings up in the middle of the night and being strangled by, you know, steely hands and, you know, and night things hags. of that nature. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, things of that nature. And then, you know, uh, evil whisperings and just, you know, all kinds of different things that they try to do, you know, in the night. And uh, so that stuff kind of always happens. And, uh, but one of the episodes uh, came when, uh, my father had had passed away uh, last May, and I was cleaning out his his uh, his closet, and uh, I came across um, you know an old sweater. You know he just never got rid of anything, and yeah. so he he had this old green faded sweater from like the '90s or something, and uh, and something he would never be wearing. You know, <laughs> And uh, I also found a, a Miami Hurricanes T-shirt. So, and then, um, but I went. I say that to say because I went to bed that night, uh, and then I felt something kind of like you know enter the room, and and I and so I look up, and my father's standing there, with he's wearing this green faded sweater, <laughs> and he's holding the Miami Hurricanes T-shirt folded up. And I'm just looking at him and I'm very suspicious straight from the get go because right. <laughs> he would not have been wearing that sweater. <laughs> and so, uh, and I'm like looking at him, just like very suspect, suspicious. And so he starts walking towards me and he puts his arms out, he comes in for a hug and I'm laying down. So he comes in for this hug and I'm like, and I'm not gonna hug him because this is i really feel like the creep factor coming off of him. oh yeah right so he leans in for a hug and he hugs me and when he pulls his head back it's the the face is burning his face is burning away at the sides uh like cigarette paper and what's left is like the skull with these yellow gleaming eyes and they're like you know and it's the face is like etched with this fear and the eyes are like boring into me while it's right in front of my face. But the skull was funny because it was, it wasn't just like a, you know, a white skull or anything like that. It was like, it was black yeah. and it had such deep dimension. It was like looking into space. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it was, and it was crazy looking. And, and it was just like trying to like looking at into me, trying to frighten me with all of its yeah. being, you wow. know, it was like, ah, yeah, and, success. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but I knew, <laughs> I knew that it wasn't my father from the, from the get go. Right. And so I wasn't as it was, don't get me wrong. It would, it's freaky and it would have scared the bejesus out of anybody. Right. Yeah. But I knew that something was going on from the, from the get go. Um, but um, I, I wasn't as scared or as frightened as I would have been had I not had, you know, all these other incidences beforehand. So it's just like, oh, uh, all right, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I knew, you know, I saw, I saw it coming. It's scary. It's a very scary episode, but I wasn't as scared as I would have been had I not 
been through the other experiences. So well. you're you're a little uh, desensitized a little bit because <laughs> you know what's there. Yeah, I always know it's it's uh, it's him. I always know it's you know it's demonic. You know, now I did go through another experience with my father, and this is a profound thing that has has um, uh, eluded. Uh, people for for generations and i i don't know if it's the exact right name for it but but it's like uh um after death phenomenon like or appearance after death phenomenon i i might be getting it wrong um but there was also an appearance that wasn't that and and this is something that has completely mystified people for a god since the dawn of time because you hear it a lot that dead relatives appear to them mm-hmm. soon after the death right right well that same thing happened to me and um, my dad had a, a very you know a, a numerous things that could have you know taken his life because he was he had a lot of problems you know heart problems and kidney problems and you know diabetes and all these things so we didn't know exactly you know how he had passed away and um so my sister calls me one night, one day, and she says, "I saw Daddy last night." And then, and I said, "What?" And me being me, I'm thinking it's a demon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I go straight to demon. I said, oh, "Okay." And I know she wasn't capable of handling me saying that. You know, Daddy yeah. was probably a demon. So I just said, "Okay, well, what happened?" And um, and she goes, "Well, and Daddy came to me, and he and um, she he said he was pointing to his heart." And uh, we, I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that it was a heart attack. I said, "Oh, all right, okay." And I didn't give it much thought. I'm like, "Okay," because you know, I think the, a lot of the stuff is demonic, right? Right. And so, lo and behold, it was like a night or two later where I had this same appearance, and my father came to me. And it wasn't the same, you know, uh, thing that I was talking about earlier. It was. He was radiant. He was full of life. He had color in his in his cheeks, and he looked like he was, you know, younger. And and he was wearing a light blue, um, like uh, light sweater, which is weird. And um and and he I'm looking at him, and and I don't feel the sense of fear that I felt from the the other incident. You know, right. the, whole, <laughs> the whole creepy thing coming off of him. Yeah. And like that. It was like there was a real sense of comfort and peace going on i could see it in his face and then he just looked at me and he pointed like right right here so he did the same thing he did the same exact thing and i said whoa because i know the difference between like a you know a vision or a dream or Mm -hmm. an an apparition you know and i was like i was like so i was like wow uh okay (laughs) she's right yeah that yeah so that was like a you know it was like a weird thing and that's the kind of phenomenon that has eluded even the greatest theologians of in our time of all time uh this this after death phenomenon and um you know even the the greatest theologians struggle with it and it was one guy um increase mather who was the um the, the top minister at the time in the 16, 1600s, uh, 1670s, whatever, early, very, very early America, mm-hmm. um, and um, in Massachusetts. And uh, he was uh, the minister in, in Boston's um, South Church, I think, um, I want to say. Um, <clears throat> don't quote me on that, but he was the minister <laughs> in Boston. Right. Okay. And so, um, and someone brought that to his attention and, and um, I think it had happened to him as well. And uh, his conclusion, being the greatest theologian of the day, was, well, um, if God wants to do that to bring comfort, then who am I to question God? And yeah. I'm in agreement with that. <laughs> yeah. Because why does it happen? I don't know. Uh, yeah, why did yeah. he allow it? I don't know. The answer is, he's God. If he wants... To, to send a loved one back after, you know, shortly after death, you know, to convey some kind of message, he could do that because he, he, he's God. Right. Um, so something I was thinking about was um, the, the personal risk that I would assume you, you take by exposing this, 
you know i mean do you feel like since your uh book came out and things like that 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 you've gotten attacked more or had more experiences where they've come after you more because that's that's exactly my first thought yeah i feel like a punching bag yeah <laughs> i was like uh you know listen nothing is smooth nothing is you know for me i, I see other people's lives and it's just like you know uh, oh this is this is going great and this is happening <laughs> here and i'm like where is that <laughs> like where's the smooth sailing so yeah I, I think it's there's something you know to do with that um you know it's just you know there's i have smooth days but i i don't have uh most of the time it just it just feels like an uphill battle to be honest you don't you don't feel like that um uh your experiences that you've had have had an uptick since the publishing of the book or they're pretty much still on par for what you've had in your life I, you know, I think it, I think it, um, it happens in different ways though. Like I talk about, you know, it happens, you know, they need people to move through as well. So along with some of the, you know, those nighttime attacks and those creepy mm-hmm. encounters, you also encounter, um, these spirits operating in and through people, uh, and knowingly or un- and unknowingly, and they're just under the operation or the principle right. governed by the principle or the principalities of these dark forces. So they're under that government because they're not under the government of God. And so they just naturally function in this um, satanic kingdom unknowingly. And these people are basically, you know, make life miserable for, for people and for me. And I have that, um, you know, in my life as well, where I got people just trying to, you know, they just, they just want to make your life miserable. <laughs> and, and so, and, and that's it. They're, there's, they're putting your path to harass, hinder, um, frustrate, and, um, you know, and, and try to advance, uh, I mean, try to, to stop your advancement uh, in, in what I'm doing. Yeah, I'd be worried too. I mean, and I don't want to make you worry about this if you don't, but like that idea that they could come after your loved ones too, you know, as a, as another way to hurt you. That would that that's a scary. Or they could use my loved ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, that would be even scarier. I think about yeah. that. Have you ever seen that movie Fallen with um, I think so. Denzel Washington and John Goodman. I think and, so. It's been a while. Though. Yeah, he's yeah. a detective, and uh, the demon Azazel is is a big part of it. But oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's he right. he can he can go to anybody simply by touch, and so yes. he, he messes yes. with Denzel Washington by yeah. simply just walking and te- touching someone and touching someone and continuing to sing a song and things like that, and just that yeah. mental uh, that mental uh, abuse, like yeah. Well, that's the huh. true thing, though, because you you can transmit through through touch. That's why the Bible talks about like not to lay hands on anybody, you know, hastily, you know, mm. uh, and in prayer, because you don't know what spirit somebody is of, and they're going to allow them to touch you and transmit something spiritually that that you know that could be you know um something that's not <laughs> ungodly that they're yeah. untr- that they're you know transmitting that's why i don't allow anybody to to touch me in prayer so what about so my my, my no that's okay I, I didn't mean to cut you off josh but i was thinking about like what advice would you give to folks that maybe fearing that they're experiencing something you know movies tell us that it has to be a priest and a certain particular priest that's and only from the catholic faith and things like that um what advice do you give to someone who feels like that they are being attacked demonically yeah the movies have done a a a fine bang up job on making people believe that it can only be handled by Mm -hmm. uh by by catholics and holy water and uh, and crucifixes but that just makes for great visuals in a movie right um and but they do use that for the rites of exorcism that according to their understanding now i have a whole other understanding and my understanding is is that uh, for the followers and believers who follow Jesus, Jesus has given people and mankind a, an unbelievable supernatural power. Um, and then he says, 
Um, I give you the power or the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and all over all the power of the enemy. And the devil is our enemy. Um, and so all we need to do is, when these things happen is we drive them out uh, with the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is mention his name and these things flee. I've seen them kind of like disappear like mist, you know, or just pass mm -hmm. through a wall like, you know, and. Uh, so he's given this, you know, this unearthly uh, supernatural power to expel supernatural beings that are so far superior to men and mankind um, that it's it's an uncanny that we would be entrusted with such a thing. Right. Yeah, it's such a right. such a such a, 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 a heavenly power. Right. So he has given us this heavenly power. Um, and so. Uh, for the believers and the followers of Jesus, we have this power because he's given it to us. He's promised us. Uh, and what we need to do is we need to exercise that. Now, um, if you're not a follower or believer, I would admonish you and even beg you <laughs> to accept Jesus Christ. Uh, be saved. The time is short. And But uh, yeah, not only will you have this supernatural power um, to... Uh, expel uh, demonic powers and to um, you know, to resist them, but it says, um, "My peace I give to you, not like the world gives, or not like smoking, drinking, doing whatever it is, not like any of that stuff, entertainment. Uh, my peace I give to you, right?" And so he's talking about again this heavenly supernatural peace that satisfies um, the longing soul or the longing heart um and so he fills that void or that gap so he's um that's my advice my advice is to um to get saved now is there you had talked about seeing them vanish uh they they flee um uh, this is maybe this is the video gamer in me but is there a time limit to that i mean can you be repossessed can you be reattacked even uh you know is sure. there a, a time limit on that you know or or is that completely up to the person who's being attacked sure i mean yeah of course because you you can you can have a a, a demon driven out of your life um but you can also have them re-enter because you did not do what was needed to keep them out right and so or from coming back and so, um, and the Bible talks about that when a, you know, a, a demon is cast out, it goes into dry and arid places uh, and seeking no refuge, it comes back seven times greater or with seven others. And so it comes back more powerfully and it mm. comes back more stronger because you didn't do the spiritual work to kind of guard yourself against it. You just thought it was like, you know, okay, I'm good now. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> go about your merry way. But yeah, no, you stand the chance of it. You know, if you don't do the work necessary um, of guarding your heart, guarding your life, um, exercising your authority uh, that, that Jesus has given you, uh, then you stand the chance of... Um, of having these things come back seven times greater or um, more more intensely than before, um, and and let me just warm just by um, and you can't just use Jesus's name as like you know an incantation or like a lucky rabbit's right. foot because um, the, there's a story in the Bible where um, we, we know who the Apostle Paul is, right? He was the mm. you know he was the um, um, uh, he he was a, basically a Sadducee or a, yeah. um, you know um, a Pharisee, and um, you know very you know as as knowledgeable as you can get in Judaism under the under the law, right? This man killed Christians, and he ended up seeing Jesus on the road, like in the form of like you know a, a white light, and he yeah. you know, fell down, right? So he got converted. And and um, he became the greatest, one of the greatest disciples. Um, he wrote most of the most of the New Testament. Uh, talk about being transformed, right? And um, <laughs> and so he was um, he was exercising uh, devils, and some people saw them. And um, and it was the sons of Sceva or Skeva, however you pronounce that. And they said. They were trying, they saw Paul exercising demons, so they thought like, well, we're going to exercise demons too. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so they go to exercise uh, some devil, a lot of somebody, and uh, <laughs> and the devils uh, say to him, or the the spirit, whatever one it was, it says, uh, "Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you?" Right. And then they proceeded to to tear them to shreds. They tore them out, you know, uh, clawed them naked, you know, clawed the clothes off them, and just and just literally almost killed this guy to death. You know, ravaged this guy to death for trying to drive them out, <laughs> and but under you know not under the authority to to drive them out. Right. So you stand the yeah you stand the chance of getting your ass kicked by devils if you do that. (laughs) Don't be that guy. This comes straight from Mr. Gorga. Mm -hmm. Don't be that guy. You don't be that guy. That's that's the new slogan for the New Jersey Devils. I think. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't be that guy. Get your ass kicked by the devils. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, man, we're getting uh, towards the end of the show here, so I wanted to give you an opportunity to, um, before we head out of here, to kind of talk about your book, uh, where they can find it, and 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 uh, for those that didn't listen to your first episode, just kind of a brief synopsis about what it's about and things like that. Yes. Well, the book is called Demons Among Us, Shocking Real-Life Stories from the Paranormal. Um, It is an Amazon number one bestseller, uh, and you can find that on Amazon. Uh, You can get it in Kindle and in uh, in print versions. It will be available on other platforms, hopefully soon. And... uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, you can get it right now. I have it on sale for the Kindle version at just one ninety nine. Oh wow! Um, Definitely get that, yeah. guys, because it's good. <laughs> yeah, and um, so very affordable. I'm gonna run that special uh, through Halloween. Um, so you better, you know, you need to if you want to get a hold of it, jump on it because it's not gonna stay around forever at that price. <laughs> and um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at m and on um, Facebook at Mr. Gorga. It is uh, so the book is demanding, right? Demanding. Oh, get out of here! He he's possessed right now. He is. He's possessed by a non-funny entity. Get behind me, Satan! Get, get thee behind me, Josh Rutledge. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, thank you, Mr. Man. Uh, always a pleasure to have you come on um you you know and we don't always have to have you on during spooky season of course (laughs) (laughs) but it's just more fun uh to do so but we always appreciate your time and your expertise and uh the help that you're doing for people out there man it takes a lot of work and and proud to know you man thanks man i appreciate you having me on yeah anytime uh so josh i guess we got to get out of here now so yep you're ready to go, aren't you? You're ready to go uh, put crucifixes up on your walls in your bedroom. <laughs> Yo, I, I need to. I need to return the vase of holy water I just purchased off of Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> you should have got the book on Kindle instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But just a reminder, everybody, we're here on the Unex Network every Wednesday night, uh, as well as the Fearscape Media Network. You can check us out on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash Fearscape Media. Uh, or just go to the convergenceenigma.com. Uh, there you can find all of our wondrous magical stuff where Josh and I talk about all sorts of different convergences and uh, all the wonderful guests. Who's our guest we got coming on on the next show? Uh, Craig, uh, I'm going to pronounce his last name incorrectly. Camp, Camp Basso, Camp Basso. Uh, he's written a couple books. Um, uh, the uh, Alien Almanac and uh, 50 Places to Go UFO Hotspots Before You Die something, something along those lines and he's going to come on and talk to us about Valiant Thor. Ooh, gotta love Valiant Thor, man. Uh, so, But be looking forward to that. Happy Halloween everybody and uh, I guess we'll get out of here, Josh. Just thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. This has been Stefan. Just a reminder keep your eyes on the skies. This has been Josh. The truth is now. And remember, folks, keep questioning, keep searching. Good night, everybody. Good night.